People, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're no, not in no. a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. It's not the end of the world. I ain't going with you. I'll go with child. Hey, fuck you, Palmer. I ain't going with you. Who says I want you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit. Because the whole world gone crazy. Hey! Everybody calm the fuck down. You happen to have any idea where we are? I haven't the least idea in the world. We've come to ask for shelter. We've lost our way. What is it? What do they want? They want to know if they can stay here for the night. My sister Rachel had this room once. She died when she was 21. Thank no Lord, this is a hug. May they look over holes mankind. Amen. Those lights. I suppose it's a storm. Here we are, six people sitting around. What do we know about each other? Not a thing. I've got a funny feeling something dreadful might happen to us. You don't seem to understand. We may be cut off, shut up in this house. There's a madman upstairs. Welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. My name is Anders Holmes and I'm joined by Adam over Zoom in America. I got a little bit distract dis distracted because you were doing this sort of thing when you were dancing on your chair. I was, I was just like getting into the episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's my movie. It's the, my recommendation episode. <laughs> uh, is it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, um, your, it's you, you, you recommend. Okay, you I am recommend going to recommend. Well, oh. What? You're recommending a movie. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, just before we... Could I just call back to the the word, the Audette episode? Did you cook that squash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that giant um, banana we squash. Throw, we didn't have to throw any of it out. We cooked the whole thing. We made some of it into... Oh, we just roasted it, I think. I think we ended up just roasting the whole thing. It was huge. They were uh, actually, no one, uh, there were no body snatcher problems. So yeah. They were actually selling stuff near the grocery store near where i live i nearly bought one but i just didn't they know were selling it. stuff near the grocery no, store no they were selling they were <laughs> they were selling the, the same okay, do you mean do you mean drugs <laughs> no, I mean, they, were selling, they were selling the same squash near near what, that, that the bloody massive one yeah i know i saw it i nearly bought one they had like at least a whole crate full of if them you, honestly if you'd showed up on this podcast with a massive squash i mean i was <laughs> thinking about it but i didn't know when we were going to do another one so i just it would just be sitting there and molding and stuff but um oh they can keep it surprising you a long time anyway uh you've tuned into squash talk with the Holmes brothers um the uh the film i'm recommending today um is because you talked about the exorcist 
three, Exorcist the third, uh, last time. I thought we'd stay in the like episode three, more exorcism. Yeah, the uh, the revenge of the exorcist. Uh, the um, good, the... good God. Ah, oh, don't make me think about Star Wars. Um, Can I? The... I watched the prequels again the other day with Felipe. why. Because she hadn't seen them and she was like, why do you call them bad? I just want to watch them now and just see what you've been talking about. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. I can say this safely because I'm on in Denmark and you're in America. They're not that bad. They are bad yes, in a way. Yes, but yes, they're... No, and, it's, and it's the prequels are bad. <laughs> Episode two is all right. Well, they're all mistitled as well. <laughs> they are. Yeah. What is no, the clones attack in episode two? The clones well, they... attack. Well, in, they, in... they they attack at the end of the movie. They attack the bad guys. So it's not like they come to the rescue. The clones go on the attack in the <laughs> gap between return of the whatever the fucking hell episode three is called and a new hope. That's when the clones attack in the Clone Wars, which we never fucking see. Well, they did a I know animated series. Anyway, they are. Um, uh, you are wrong. Uh, episode Phantom Menace is a total cartoon. Um, the 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 game is better than the film. Um, it has moments, but those moments are few and far between. Episode two has a lot going for it that I think is good. It starts very engagingly. There's a mystery, and then it doesn't quite land. But I think that's probably the best of the prequels. And the third one is a mess. You think the third one is a mess? Yeah, because mm. even though it has good parts to it, the um the stuff with Darth Vader's yelling no, the Padme love story, the um the uh the Yoda sword the 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 Yoda um the his fight with the Emperor, that's too on the nose. Um there's the the best bit in that film probably is the bit with Mace Windu, let's be honest. Yeah. You know he has why the fuck are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know, just I felt like just bringing it up. You know he has bad motherfucker written on his lightsaber. And as everyone knows that fact. Okay. I just in case BMF. You... It just says BMF on the lightsaber because yeah. it's Star Wars. Cool. For kids. So the, what the, are you what are you recommending for us? Big meaty Frenchman. Um I um I bet that's what uh, Gerard I'm going Depadu to recommend a what? I said I bet that's what Gerard Depadu calls himself. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah. Um uh, I'm recommending a, a horror film um, from the classic era of the, um, you know, the 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 the, the universal horror movies. Um, was it directed by? Was it from Universal? I think it was. It's directed by James Whale. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. the Old Dark House from 1932. That's such a good film. It is a delight. It is also a film with a quite incredible cast. Um, You've got your you've got your Raymond Massey, you've got your Boris Karloff, your Melvin Douglas, and you've got Charles Lawton, um, mm-hmm. who is uh, who's brilliant and uh, who basically plays my friend Matt uh, <laughs> in that film, and um, and is and it is in it is the perfect um, James Whale um, you know film. It is full of. Um, it's full of camp humor and um, and little nods to like uh, you know James Whale uh, James Whale's his own um, uh, queer identity and things like that and and it has um, and, and it has a lot of fun putting its characters through absolute hell and it has um, you know it has some genuinely quite unnerving moments but it is just the classic of the genre 
People lost at night in the rain, in the dark, turn up at an old spooky house, which is full of fucked up shit. And it is so amazing how the, you know, the initial thing is like, okay, well, there's a, there's a creepy brother and sister and they have a sort of man, mute manservant played by Boris Karloff um who uh who's also got loads of like cuts on his face his name is morgan um and um you've got you know lillian bond uh, who plays the the sister who who can't hear anything um oh no sorry i don't mean lillian bond i mean um even more lillian bond's one of the the leading ladies um uh, uh, even more is, is this uh, Rebecca Femme and she, her brother Horace Femme played by Ernest Thesiger uh, who was um, uh, Dr. Pretorius in Bride of Frankenstein he, um, who was great in The Bride of Frankenstein yeah and he's great in this too I mean they're just incredibly strange characters and then you realise sort of part way through the film that there are there are other characters upstairs and you so and the film gives you this sort of you it's a bit of a like layered approach so you think okay there's just a lot of weird stuff in this house and i'm not sure about the manservant guy uh because he's very weird Mm -hmm. and um and then you you see that um that they also have like an old a very old relative upstairs who's in this bed and he talks like this it's very creepy and um actually Oh, right. I was wondering about that, actually, when I watched it. Yeah, um, I didn't bother to look that up. Probably should have done. Um, yeah, Elspeth Dudgeon. There you go. Uh, Sir Roderick Femme. Um, but you think, so? okay, so that's weird. And you've got Saul, you know, uh, uh, you've got your, your Morgan guy. But then there's Saul. And Saul enters the film very, very late and makes one hell of an impression. He's played by uh, Brember Wills. And um, he's locked in a room at the top of the stairs. And um, at one point, Morgan gets drunk and decides, you know, it would be fun. I want to let this guy out. And, um, and, and, and so you've got a house full of these, um, uh, these London types coming out. And you're your balls all shiny. Uh, these, uh, these, <laughs> well, you, you know, don't these know the fancy... place. Jeff does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hi, Dougie. You've got... You've got um, you've got these these London types who've come out there, and you've got Charles Lawton, and they're just desperately trying to get through the night without, you know, having any more weird interactions with these people, and um, you know, getting bullied by the femmes or or creeped out by them, uh, or getting groped by uh, Morgan, and then all of a sudden, uh, Morgan releases into their midst this pint-sized lunatic Saul, who is um, bit of a fire uh, lover. He's an arsonist and he's also a homicidal maniac. Yeah. And um, but he starts by being all like meek and like, oh, these people are these people are terrible to me and they beat me and blah blah blah. And you're like, oh, he's a cute little guy. And then it's like, oh no 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 no, he is he's like, he is the scrappy do of this <laughs> of this family. Like he's the worst um, uh, possible uh, addition you could have to the um, uh, to the already like strange situation that's going on. Um, and um, and yeah, he wreaks absolute havoc, and um, it it you know it all it all ends you know, and it is it's just one of those great thirties um, horror films which really sets the template for how horror films are going to be made in the sound era. Like every single time someone says something even remotely ominous, there's a thunder clap from outside. Uh, the lighting is just full of you know expressionist contrasts. Um, but there's also just a, a ton of, of of joking around and bantering and like over the top performances. Um, 
you're you know you make a lot of uses made of 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 you know noises and little sounds and keys turning in locks and people you know uh boots on stairs and um you know metal things scratching against stone walls and so you know it's just a class that you get that's just the full array of like this is the this is the the haunted house what's interesting about it is i thought going into i was like sure enough this is going to be about ghosts but like all of the all of the um the horror is real and i think that's what's kind of great about this film that sets it apart from so many of the other films of this era is it's not about a monster or about a um or about some kind of supernatural thing like this is all like technically possible yeah. uh this is you know this is about like a severely like psychologically damaged family um and um and the havoc that they are able to wreak by just like being left to their own devices it so strongly reminded me of um uh, the League of Gentlemen, you know, the first couple of seasons with the, the local I never shops. Watched, I never watched people. The League of Gentlemen. Oh, there's some great, because Mark Gattis was involved in that, as you know. Yeah. Like, he, so I think he's picked up a lot of stuff from James Whale and, and put it in, in the League of Gentlemen. Yeah, because he um, did. He brought up James Whale and his history of horror, that uh, thing he did 10 years ago. That, that three part TV documentary that he yeah. did for the BBC, he talks about Universal and talks a little bit about James Whale. I actually listened. Uh, to our old episode where we talked about Frankenstein last year and that brought like a little bit of a smile on my face just talking about uh, just listening back to that old episode and that's one of my favorite episodes that we've done together it's interesting that James Whale um, was um, you know like openly and like flamboyantly gay um, at a time when it wasn't like easy to be so at least in in you know in, in he was known to be that in in Britain and um, I think um it it's it's so interesting how that sensibility um pervades this film and um and the and the um uh the 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 bride of frankenstein of course um and um and i think that the the, the that sort of smuggling in of like little jokes or little um you know uh what shall we say, sort of asides or references is, is, is like, yeah, is, is important. And I, so I think this film has a little bit of a a history of, you know, being, being an early sort of uh, nod to, um, you know, to, to LGBT stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I just think it's a really fun, like Halloween movie. And I think for, especially if you're um, not into like getting really creeped out or anything, this is, this is perfect. Although there are definitely like, creepy moments there are some very creepy Um, moments but it's a very sort of it plays a lot on the camp humor of the movie and i think the the scares kind of creep in and where you feel a bit like oh i'm just watching a funny little film and then like oh shit there's some you know some creepy stuff happens but it's done in a way that's not like you know it's not like movies that come out these days which is just like quiet 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 bang and quiet 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 bang it's still there's like an unnerving like aspect throughout the entire film I think like Mark Commode called it some horror films that like modern horror. He called it like cattle prod cinema. Yeah, well, you know the 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 yeah the sort of modern way of making it. Yeah, absolutely. And it has um, you know, it gets predictable after a while. It does and get very you... predictable. I think that's the problem with a lot of movies that get made these days because they do. I think some people are very good and they understand building up 
scares and creating an atmosphere i think if you create and like watch i mean something i mean an example is like hereditary hereditary is a film that has some very jumpy moments but is a film that makes you feel incredibly intense throughout the entire film because you're always waiting because you're you're sitting there feeling like something's bad is, is about to happen every second so you're watching this film like sweating like hell and especially with midsummer as well there's just that sense of uneasiness that just plays out throughout the entire film i think Ari Aster does it really well and even jordan peele with get out and us i think he's another filmmaker who has this incredible feeling of uneasiness throughout the entire the entirety of those two films yeah, I mean, Jordan Peele has definitely been watching James Whale as well, because I think what Jordan Peele understands is that there's nothing wrong with putting in some really funny jokes and yeah, exactly. some humorous situations into a really scary uh, scenario. And um, yeah, and I loved Us. Um, and I, I really liked, I mean, Get Out is, is a masterpiece. Um, yes. So, um, but yeah, so, but um, I think if you're, I think a lot of people look, maybe skip over this film when they look back on this era. It doesn't appear in a lot of box sets, I've noticed, because most people think, oh, well, you know, it's all about the universal monsters. It's all about the mummy and Frankenstein and the invisible man. And uh, later on, you get the wolfman, the creature from the Black Lagoon. But Dracula. Um, this is Dracula, of course. Um, uh, and Frankenstein and um, and the Why not um, Froderick Frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> Marty Feldman in that film oh um, Abby something <laughs> yeah there Wolf um, walk this way <laughs> he um, okay stop sorry continue um, the uh, yeah so this film I wasn't previously really aware of it I was going back over you know just thinking have I missed anything and, and I just looked at the cast and I was like oh bloody hell and um, and this is you know th this is the era where Charles Lawton really was such a megastar um, mm. and he just comes roaring into the Hollywood scene full of just like he's such a presence and and obviously the, the other great horror film that he makes at this point in time is is the island of lost souls which is which amazing. is an rko film I yeah um RKO. he's he's not long or long off winning the oscar for playing henry the eighth uh in the private life of henry the eighth and um and he's just you know he's on his way to being you know rightly a, a hollywood legend um um but he's he's a lot of fun in this and and so are the others and and um and Raymond Massey uh, is, um, you know, is, is great too, and you know, crops up in a, in a bunch of films that we like. So, mm. um, but, but yeah, the, the funny thing is Karloff, who who um, once again doesn't get to say any lines, and was apparently furious with uh, James Whale, and they they rowed about it the entire time uh, they were on set. Um, but his uh, again, just he he was good at doing that thing that he does which is to be hulking and mute and frightening. So and apparently <laughs> he was a very kind and considerate and a proper gentleman according to some of the members of the cast i heard also that he could be a bit of a twat i mean like i think that there was i i read that there was a bit of a divide between the british actors in this film and the american ones and that the british was sort of a bit thespian a bit kind of uh supercilious and the american actors were uh weren't taking it particularly seriously but um i i don't know um i'm sure you know, he. It, it, this is the thing about these people who've got typecasts. Like Bella Lugosi was, you know, a much more nuanced actor than he was ever allowed to be in Hollywood. Probably, I think uh, the problem was on... he's like he kept. He was just always Dracula. I think Karloff was smart enough to know I can't be Frankenstein for so long because otherwise I'm just going to be playing playing Frankenstein until the day I die. And I think. You know, he Although he'd still like name another Boris Karloff performance that isn't. I mean, most people wouldn't be able to think of one. Well, the Body Snatcher. 
I said most people. You're not. You can. I can think of ones as well. He's also in the film Unconquered. But like, come on. Like most people know him still as Frankenstein. Fair enough. Both of those guys, uh, I think, have the same. But I think Karloff was more successful. Uh, I know. I mean, and and he had a he had a less sad life uh, yeah, ultimately. Yeah, he did. I think, yeah, I think, he, yeah, it's, it, I think if you really want to, if you really want to know about Boris Karloff and Bella Lugosi, uh, try and subscribe to, you must remember this, the Karina Longworth podcast and listen to that series of Bella Lugosi yeah. and Boris Karloff. Even which, though we shouldn't really be recommending other podcasts. Um, yeah, of course, but, yeah. but still. It's, I, that is, that is genuinely a really good um, uh, lowdown. And then you should watch uh, Edward. Um, but yeah, you should also watch the the old Dark House because it's not very long. It's very enjoyable. And yes. um you know, it's uh, it's where it's it is where the the the, the haunted house um, genre kind of learns its steps. It's a perfect uh, dark and you know dark and stormy night in a haunted house, well in a scary house movie, and I think it it's like one of the first of its of its kind. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, I think it's part of the. I think Eureka have it on Blu-ray, so you can get it get it on that. And at the moment, you can stream it uh, on. Um, you can rent it on Amazon in the US for um, the paltry sum of $2. Uh, and it's well worth well worth your uh, your time and yeah. your $2. I think William Castle did a remake, which I'm quite curious to check out. Hmm. I'm sure he did. Um, well, watch the original, guys. Yeah, definitely watch it. the original. It's a, per- it's, a, it's a piece of film history that is, you know, that could easily have been lost like many films that came before it. Yeah, I mean that's a good thing about a lot of these um, '30s ones. Is and you know they're still around and the 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 quality's good. So yeah, well yeah. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Good recommendation. Yes, um, the old dark house. So that was Adam's re- Adam Adam. Yeah, I said your name right. Adam's recommendation. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's all, folks. Hey, yep. So do check back with us next time to see what I will be recommending. That should be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why can't we end episodes properly anymore? What's happened to us? I don't know. It's twenty yeah, out of practice. Yeah. So. Yep, subscribe to us on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram, Anders F. Holmes. You can follow Adam, the Northampton Dane. You can send us an email. That's at... on Twitter. What? Yeah. That's my, that's yeah, my that's, Twitter handle. That's your Twitter handle. Oh. And your Twitter handle and also your Instagram name is adam.h.f.holmes, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Picture <coughs> of food, mostly. And you can also um, send us an email to homesmoviespodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah. That's another recommendation. Yeah, let us know if you've watched any of the films we recommended. What? Yes. I'm talking to the listeners. <laughs> Sorry. No, you let just so like you cut me off, so I was just I thought you were like talking oh, to me. I'm saying I'm saying that they should don't you think they should email us and let us know if they watched any of the films? Yeah, do yeah. I mean do send us a message on Twitter or tweet to us that if you've watched any of the films, we'll add the uh the letterbox D list to the so you can check back and see what is it we... letterboxed or letterboxd because i think it's letterboxd but i said letterboxd before like an old man letterboxd yeah i think it's letterboxd anyway i'm uh, also on there you can follow me as adam hf holmes and you're what probably just anders holmes let's have a look and this holmes is on this is fascinating audio yeah, you are just Anders Holmes. Yes. Anders.
Anders Holmes, there he is. And your your the films you have on your on your homepage are the Searchers, Goodfellas, The Third Man, and Pulp Fiction. Interestingly, yeah. And my watch list has just been horror films for this month. Yeah, it's very it's very tempting to go and stalk you on this uh, <laughs> on this site because um, it just shows how many films I have not seen. Um, anyway, we should uh, we should get out of here. But Letterboxd is fun. If anyone if people like films, it's free and uh, easy and fun to use, and you can look at all our lists that we've made. Yes, or that I've made. Do you make lists? I do. I've made I've made a few lists, like sort of like favorite films or like my ranking. I've did recently. I did. A, I watched all the Friday the Thirteenth movies and I ranked them like my from favorite Jeez. to least favorite. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. And I did it for the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Scream, and the Child's Play movies. That's good. I'm sure someone will find that useful. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's get out of this, this old dark podcast. Yes. You could actually probably find a lightning sound effect to drop in at this point yeah, online. I could do that. <laughs>